0: now, if we were in a game show, the, the the bells would go off, and the confetti would fall because inheritance is our word for the year. Inherit is what A actually gave me. Inherit. God bless you. Hallelujah. In Him we have obtained an inheritance, so we're going to be able to unfold and unwrap. Inherit this year we'll we'll, we'll pick this up again in just a minute our inheritance in him what will we inherit what are we to inherit what does it take for us to inherit what has been provided for us how will we take hold of it and if I told you you were about to inherit 16 billion dollars would you dream a little? Would you have some fun allocating that? Well, you're about to inherit something more incredible than that. Yeah. So what can we do with that? <laughs> Hit all the paths in, in Langley and see who, how many Terrences we can come up with. <laughs> right, Donna? Uh, inheritance. Last year we had love as our, our word and we were tested in love a lot of different ways. <laughs> it was, it was a, an amazing year. It wasn't a, you know, when, when, when I get the word from God, i my head is flooded with ideas of what that might mean. And, and very seldom it works out that way. You know, I thought, oh, this is going to be a year last year of, of love, and we'll all get to, to just enjoy each other, and we'll get to love our God even more. And, and, uh, we were tested in all of that stuff. So never turns out the way I had planned, but but God has planned, and that's more important. <laughs> so picking it up again in verse 11. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who are were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of His glory. Oh, yes, Lord. In Him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. Ding, 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 ding. Until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Now, that, that was a lot, I know. Um, lots of big words. Inheritance might be the biggest one we read. <laughs> but I want to I read it again, if I could, out of the Message Bible. And, and just let it wash over you. How blessed is God, and what a blessing he is, He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. The high places of blessing in Christ. Imagine that. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What what pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We're a free people free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all of our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans that he took such delight in making, he set it all out before us in Christ a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet Earth. It is, uh, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eyes on us had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose that he is working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment on what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us. A praising and glorious life. Isn't that delightful? That just preaches itself, doesn't it? That's his promise to us. Oh, he's so amazing. So, so, so amazing. Amazing. So there, there are compasses, various kinds of compasses, there's a geo a compass, the, the, the normal compass is a, a magnetic compass that works on the magnetic poles, uh, pardon me, true north, well true, true north isn't where a compass, the magnetic compass points to, but there is true north, but I'll get to that, just think for a moment who true north might be <laughs> in our compass. Guy's getting ahead. He read my sermon. (laughs) Uh, So today we're looking at our moral compass, our spiritual compass. A compass helps us to travel with confidence in the right direction. We know that we're going in the right direction. We may not know exactly where we're going. We we may not know the the ups and downs of the trail. We may not know the... uh, what wildlife will come across, but we we will know that we're going in the right direction with the right compass. And it's it's a wonderful thing. Because this, this year you will face obstacles, you will face trials that you may not have faced before. You'll come up with things that will test you in every way, much like we were tested this last year. It, it's not getting easier. <laughs> But, but if we have our compass set, we'll be able to move with it and know whose we are. So let, let's look at some of that. This is our compass for the new year. We have these navigational tools to work with. North, south, east, west are our cardinal points. So... Four cardinal points, north, south, east, west, right? In, in the scripture that we just read, it's a long one, I know, but I think it was very good, my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what might we take as the compass points, north, south, east, west, where we can, we can stay inside of that and, and flourish, one of the things that God said to me while I was um, trying to hear the word for the year was, um, what word was it? Fraught with danger. I'm to look it up. At, uh, in, um, yeah. yeah. No, it, it's sort of, sort of like the, to, to wander from the path would be perilous. So stay on the course, right? For the inherit, for what you will inherit. Treacherous, treacherous, thank you. Between the two of us, we have a memory. (laughs) We share everything. (laughs) Uh, Treacherous. This year, if we... If we veer off the path of God, we know we've touched in those areas before. All of us have, have kind of been self-willed at some point or another. But this year, there, there, is, there is an admonition at the beginning of the year, unlike anything I've had before. This is our 30th year moving into this thing, and, and uh, I've never had a word that the, to, to move off of, of the, the way is treacherous. But we can see that it might be we've seen so many things happen we've lost so many people this last year so many people that were important to us and some people are still in hospital the war is is on <laughs> let me deviate just a moment just for someone theologically the war has been won. The war is over. Jesus won the war. He got the keys. Right? But in the Second World War, the, uh, the, the German forces had Europe. It was fortress Europe, and, and uh, the Allies, as we were called, Uh, Didn't have anything there on D-Day We got onto the beaches and started to move inland and Historians will tell you that on D-Day the war was won for the Allies as of that date everything changed and The enemy was in full retreat but between D-Day and the day that they signed the armistice or the, the, the peace accord, there were more people lost than in the entire previous part of the war. So it was just mop-up action. Much of it against untrained children that were defending their towns, shooting anything that looked like it might be the enemy. There were more people lost during that time. That's the time that we're living in. Jesus won the battle. We're mopping up, taking territory, moving into our full inheritance, and, but we're losing people. Now, how can that be? Well, the enemy is not yet gone. He may have lost, but he's ticked, <laughs> and so he's going to try and take as many down with him as he can. He knows his future. And it's bleak. But it is a bright future because there's lots of fire there. <laughs> That's original. You can use it. <laughs> but we need a compass to move us through this thing. So <laughs> our north and south points, as we, as we read through, the compass, are chosen and children. That's what I would say are the cardinal points, north and south. Chosen and children. So we're chosen. This is huge. On our path through life, to know that God saw us before (laughs) everything was created. God chose us. Let's put away a predestination and all that kind of stuff right now. That's that's for another day. (laughs) But know that you were chosen. You were chosen. You were chosen for this time and this hour. You were specifically picked out and and, uh, um, planned for by God. You were chosen. Now, think about what that means right? It's not like you're the last kid on the fence as everybody's divvying up the baseball teams. Oh, yeah, well, you got to take Randy. You, know, you last choice. He chose you way before everything else. He chose you. You were, you were his first choice. You're the all-star team. You are chosen in him. That is our magnetic north, If anything else fails, if you're on a path and you don't know where you are headed, know that God chose you to be where you are. And you can use that moving ahead. It's not just the Jews that are chosen. We read in Ephesians here that we too, as Gentiles, they call themselves the chosen people, right? Well, I'm the beloved people. You can call yourself anything you want. But, but God through the Holy Spirit through Paul says that you are chosen. You are chosen people. Chosen by God who knows everything. In Christ before the foundation of the world is how he puts it. Verse 4. He is so good. We, too, are chosen. God has a sweeping, expansive plan for his kingdom, and you are a vital part of it. Do you ever feel lost and wonder who you are? Oh, I've got to go out and find myself. (laughs) Get in your proper compass, and you will have found yourself in Christ Jesus. That is the best place to be. Find yourself in Christ. Now, before I go on to the second, the, 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 the south side, there are a couple of intercardinal points that we might want to look at here. Intercardinal is the the in-between the cardinal points. The four cardinal points, well, there's four intercardinal points. And, and a couple of them that I noticed in here were um, uh, we are chosen to be holy that is morally pure and blameless so holy holy is a funny word we look at it like like it's it's a it's something that has always been designed to be pure and blameless. But all all you require to be holy is to be set aside for the purposes of God. That's what makes you holy. Example, when Hezekiah gave away all of the golden implements and, uh, um, and there was none left, he had he had implements that were being used for very everyday purposes. Um, Uh, cleaning out dung for some of the shovels, for example. And and they were dedicated to God, and those things became holy, much like you and I. (laughs) Dedicated to God. Whatever you were used for before, whatever profane acts you were involved in before, you were chosen to be holy before him, set aside for God himself doesn't matter how much stuff you got on your shovel head. <laughs> you were holy and set aside for him. It's so good to know that. So chosen, this is an intercardinal point in that. In that, it's, it's, it's a part of being chosen. He knew who he was getting and he made you holy. And the second one is blameless. He calls us blameless. And blameless is a judicial term we were chosen to live in justice and fairness blameless to live to live a life where people can't point at us and say they're bad and have have it stick to us they're 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 not kind they're judgmental people that won't stick to us because there's no place for it to land. We are blameless. And there is a power in being blameless. That stuff is, is not for us. Like, like, a, like a sparrow without a place to land is a, is, a, um, a curse on a blameless person. You, no one can curse you if you stay in Jesus, stay on the path. You are blameless. There is nothing for it to hook on. You're made of Teflon. That's <laughs> so neat. <laughs> no stick pan. <sighs> so the second, the first one was chosen. we're chosen. that's our North. The second one is um, that we are children of God. <laughs> This is part of being chosen. That's why chosen is the the first one. But he adopted us, it says. He chose the people he wants to be his children. As we read through that, we recognize that we are the children of the Most High. That's why there's an inheritance that's beyond anything we could imagine. The children of the parents usually get the inheritance you're about to inherit something phenomenal my mom and dad always used to say well you get to inherit our debts (laughs) because they they felt they weren't wealthy but and they weren't but (laughs) but but we didn't have to inherit their debts because they outlived all of their debts (laughs) they're 91 92 this year and Living in a home where we can't visit them. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Bonnie. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I was a good son anyway in visiting them every day or anything. So (laughs) that's that's another day. So we are children of God. In Matthew six verse thirty-one and thirty-two says describes what it's like to be a child of God. Therefore, do not worry. Saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? Indeed, your heavenly father knows that you need all of those things. Your heavenly father knows your needs. And you are his child. The implication there is that he will provide every need. Every need. Every need. Maybe not according to your timetable. But he's never late. Need a house? He's already seen it. God. We, we in the the charismatic world, as we claim the things that we think God has has claimed uh, or that has provided for us, we recognize that God has some different names, and we, so we 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 glom on to those names for a purpose. Well, you're Jehovah. Jirah you provide. That's not what that word means. Check it out. Jira, J-I-R-E-H, the Hebrew word for that means sees. The God who sees. Literally, Jehovah Jireh is the God who sees, not the God who provides. But the implication is that where it's used is is in um, Abraham and Isaac on the the, the mountain where Isaac is about to become the sacrificial lamb, God, Jehovah-Jireh, provided the sacrifice that day, the ram who was caught in the thicket. Jehovah-Jireh, God who sees. He saw ahead of time what was needed and provided that. The implication is that if he sees it, and he's already seen your future, because he's called you to it many times prophetically. The God who sees knows exactly what you need and will have it to you exactly on time. At the time you need it. Jehovah Jireh is the God who sees, not the God who provides. Although they can, (laughs) they're almost synonymous. Because if he sees, he's going to provide because he's your good dad. He doesn't have any bad bones in his body. The God who sees will provide for you. You are a child of the king. That's our that's our south cardinal point. And 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 with can you see within the two of them there is such a such a great comfort and such a place of of belonging. For us, I'm chosen and I'm a child of the king. If you, if you walk out and, and are walking through your everyday life, you get to know that you are favored. You get to know that God's smile is over you. Whatever it is that you do. You think that your sins are going to be a problem. He's dealt with that. Just confess it and get on. <laughs> Don't let it be a problem because you're the one that's letting it be a problem. Once for all, is what Jesus did. All your future sins, He's seen them and He's provided for them. Right? You get it? <laughs> the God who provides, it's not just for money, He provided for your needs for forgiveness. So, so big. And so, so good. Huh. So we have east west cardinal points to consider now. East west. North south, east west. East, you might say, is redeemed. We are redeemed. We were in a place of ruin, broken, dysfunctional before we met Christ. He redeemed us from that. He redeemed. He took something out of the junk pile and made it fashionable and practical again. Made it useful in His kingdom. He redeemed us. He redeemed us. And and that is so, like, most of us, if I can be so bold as to um, place myself within the thoughts in your mind. Oh no, Pastor knows what I've been thinking. (laughs) The enemy has. Has convinced us that because of our past sins, because of the places that we've been, that we are unqualified and and um, not not a part of His plan, and so we just kind of want to hang on until the end, hoping that we can get into heaven. But but your cardinal point is. For East is, you were redeemed. You aren't a part of that anymore. When when the devil comes with those thoughts, whispering them in your ear, oh, you scumbag, you'll never amount to anything, you know? Same problems. Those things are lies. You have been redeemed from that. You don't live in that house anymore. (laughs) And the... The mail is not to be forwarded. (laughs) You live in a new house. With a new address. Living in Christ. You are redeemed. God uses this east-west thing. In dealing with your sins. As far as the east is from the west. Your sins have been cast there. And that's that's not in a circle right that's in a linear progression the east the east on your side the east cardinal point and the west cardinal point don't ever meet they never meet as far as the east is from the west your sins are gone never to be retrieved again that's pretty wonderful you have been redeemed. So our final <laughs> our final oh. cardinal point, because there's lots of intercardinal points that we could put in here, is that you are forgiven. It talks to us about being forgiven. Everything ugly and unsightly has been blotted out. Our offenses against holy God have been removed and forgotten. Uh, you are a, what what they would call in the Latin, a tabula rasa. Tabula rasa. It means a clean slate. Absolutely clean. You know, not like has chalk marks on it and stuff like that. It's, you're clean, fresh. That's the way you get to start the year. Whatever 2021 looked like for you. 2022, you are a, Clean slate. Hallelujah. Moving into this thing. You are forgiven. Just let that wash over you for a minute. That's his word to you. You're forgiven. You don't carry that stuff anymore. That's not who you were. So our, 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 our boundary, our, our, the things that keep us on the path, We as, as we look at it, are, are absolutely amazing. The four cardinal points in this Ephesians passage, north-south is chosen and children of God. East-west points are, are redemption and forgiveness. They locate us squarely in the middle of God's will for us. If you can catch those, it's so easy to move on with him, to move down the path with him. If you're chosen, you're a child of God. You're redeemed and you're forgiven. Like this is, this is uh, elementary in its, in its, you know, like first year Christianity stuff. But, but many of us seem to have gone to the washroom when some of this was taught to us. We didn't quite get it. <laughs> Hiding behind the door or something, you know. It's there for us all of us to move on with him. So, how do you do that then? How, how do we use the compass that I'm talking about, this spiritual compass as we, as we use this this year? Always trust your compass. Always trust your compass. The compass won't lie to you. You checked it before you, you, you got off on your your, your journey, it was working, then even if you're disoriented in your, in your path, you've been, you've been uh, battered and beaten and, and uh, the things of life are getting to you, trust that the compass is true. You were chosen. You are a child. No matter what you're hearing in your thoughts, you are forgiven and redeemed. Trust your compass. Now, sometimes the geophysical properties of a magnetic compass don't take you to the true north. Magnetic pole moves sometimes, because we, we're we're on an axis, you know, that and we spin around the, the sun uh, on this axis, but sometimes that magnetic pole pole moves just a little bit so how can i trust the compass well true north is always there to reset it for us our true north is jesus christ true north the very north pole never moves the very center of the planet never moves our magnetic north may move just a little bit but jesus never moves He'll help you to make sure that the compass can be trusted at all times. Consult with your your compass frequently. It's it's wonderful to be um, moseying down a path, the path of life, and assume that everything is okay, but check it every now and then. How am I doing? Am I still on course? Do I still know how I can get back, how I can live my life out here? check your compass are are you recognizing and living as a chosen child of god fully forgiven and fully redeemed are you living that way or or have you got off the path just a little bit and starting to live like your worldly neighbors starting to be influenced by the the news or the <laughs> the uh, the big lie Check your your compass regularly, frequently, and be aware of variations and deviations. Be aware of anything that might have have um, might have changed along the way. Trust your compass. Know that even if it doesn't look like the 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 North Pole is where or the North. Uh, Cardinal point is is where it should be. You can relate to Jesus Christ and ask him to reset your compass. Reset my heart, Lord, to, to let me know that you chose me before the very beginning of the universe. You chose me then, and I'm here now. Help me to reset the north on my compass, the cardinal point to true north. Help me to know that I am your child and that you take care of your children, even though I'm in a place that looks like I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose it all. Help me to know, Lord, that I am redeemed and I am forgiven. You can have him reset your compass anytime to the right way. He won't reset it wrong, ever. You start, you start looking to him, For all of these things, always be aware of your true north, Jesus Christ. So, what is this compass that we're talking about? It's our faith. It's simply our faith. Our faith is the compass. Faith to know that we are chosen. Faith to know that we are children of God. Faith to know that we are redeemed from that old life. And all of the stuff that we could have gotten into. (laughs) And we are forgiven. So big. And those keep us on the path with him. And for this year, (laughs) it's important that we recognize that we do have faith. You're here because you have faith. You wouldn't be here if you didn't believe that He exists and that He had good plans for you. You're here looking for His good plans. You are a people of faith. Your compass is, is true, and the true north wants to have you set in it. Thank you, Jesus. So let us stand. I'm going to pray. And it's just 12, so isn't that great? <laughs> Finished on true north. <laughs> Both hands pointing north. <laughs> ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Your love for us, thank you that you redeemed us and forgave us and called us and you adopted us into your family. Your plan for us is for good things. (laughs) No matter where we are, we can give you a phone call. Um, JE333, your phone number, Jeremiah333 says call to me and i will answer you with great and wonderful things that you know not of thank you that we can make that call anytime and ask you to reset our compass so that we're on the path that you want us to be on thank you that you guide us your word says that in his heart man may plan his way but god will guide his steps as we look at you as our compass (laughs) our faith in you you guide our steps we may have planned to get to the top of the mountain but we need to talk to a Terrence just along the way (laughs) just as we're praying Lord I thank you that Donna met Terrence and we look forward to seeing him in in heaven one day Lord because you're so faithful you called him and you had a birthday for him out on the trail Lord, we ask for more of those this year, more people to come to know you, more people that can set their compasses aright, not have their compass just spinning around like it's a roulette wheel. Lord, our compass is set in you. Thank you, Lord, for a way to start our new year trusting you and the ways that you have placed us right in the center of your will we bless you. I bless you for each one here, Lord. I ask you to bless each household that's represented here. And by household, I don't just mean the people within the walls of their, wherever they live. But the people that they influence as well. Your your New Testament calls it oikos. The Greek word oikos means sphere of influence. The people around you, the household of your faith. So, Lord, Bless each one, each household, each oikos. And let us be the children of the Most High as we, as we walk through this year, knowing that everywhere we go, you are in us and we are in you. That means we have favor everywhere we go. might not look like it, but we do. We do, and our faith is in you, and your word so we trust that now Lord would you bless each one each one Lord as we're here before you we have taken the communion again fresh and new and all of the stuff and and that that seems so pejorative Lord stuff but all of the wonder that you bought for us In your death, burial, and resurrection, we took it fresh and new today. Bring your healing. Bring your reconciliation with family members and friends. Bring your provision, Lord. Mm. Where jobs are needed, provide jobs. Where houses are needed, provide the house. Lord, mates are needed lord you have that in hand you love that so bless one each one now in jesus wonderful name we pray amen amen